and the Cleveland Browns have made it into the NFL playoffs for the first time in 18 long years. Going deep, he's got Colin Sexton has the Cavs' last 17 points. Looking for 20. Oh, my! You're tuning into the Wheel Sports Podcast with Austin, Keith, Peyton, and Riggs. Make sure to stay tuned for your latest sports news on the Wheel Sports Podcast. Why don't you shut the hell up? And welcome to the We Like Sports Podcast. Today, it is myself, Peyton Vince, alongside with Keith Migra, and we are joined via satellite with Stephen R. Smith. Seen the ESPN Studios? Yeah. Or no, he's in the PSN, PSEN. PSN. Yeah, gen- gentlemen, thank, thank you so much today. Thank you yourself, uh, Mr. Migra, for having me on your podcast, and you too, Mr. Peyton. And um, yeah, I am stuck in between an Airbnb. I, I tried to make it there as good as I can today to give Mr. Peyton his behind licking on the camera today. So I'm going to give it to you live and in person, but on via satellite. And if you beat me today, Peyton, you get the belt. Well, obviously we have getting the ring to get to. You're the defending champ. I mentioned on social media, too, and I posted it to our YouTube page. I don't know if you caught on to this or not, but you faced Parker Pierce last week, and the issue I have with that is there was still votes to be counted. Parker Pierce was never the official champion, so on that note, you might just be a paper champion after all, my friend. True. I won't call myself a paper champion. I am a rock, paper, scissors champion, just like your boy right next to you. And I am the inaugural champion for getting the ring. If anything, I dethrone the professional one, and now he's probably selling burgers somewhere. Selling burgers. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to get things started. We're going to start off with a tip-off. Stephen R. Smith, since you're still kind of new here and we're still incorporating you, we have a tip-off to start off the show. The first topic of the day, guys. Keith, you're involved too. This isn't just Stephen R. Smith's show, yeah. even though he thinks he could run away with it sometimes. He could, he could. But after Aaron Rodgers lost to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers... Do you see Aaron Rodgers coming back to Green Bay? Because he stated that nothing is certain in the NFL, and it just left a question mark to see what his future is with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, he's he's staying. He's uh, yeah, of course. Where is he gonna go? Unless Belichick picks him up, which would be awesome, but I doubt it. But no, he's staying. He's not going anywhere. Stephen, I see thoughts? Aaron Rodgers staying in the great city of Wisconsin and Lambeau. When you think of Lambeau, you think of guys like your Brett Favre. You think about your Aaron Rodgers, your Randall Cobbs. He is incriminated and disintegrated into that foundation for that franchise. I don't see that man going anywhere. And when he does leave that franchise, he will be wearing a jacket in Canton, Ohio. Okay, fair enough. So here's the thing, guys. You guys think that Aaron He Rodgers- will Lambo leap his way into the Hall of Fame one day. Well, are there going to be fans at Lambo if they end up having this, or is the or is COVID going to end up preventing that Lambo leap from happening once again? Well, I see the I see those Wisconsin cheeseheads doing whatever it takes to make sure they see their man get inducted into a Hall of Fame. They're going to do whatever it takes. If those fans can sit there and the code. 
The nipples pointing, the cheese getting hard. If those fans can sit there in the cold and deal with that, they'll do anything for the brother Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well, I guess that's fair enough. The thing that actually is a very thoughtful process that I'm thinking with Aaron Rodgers is the fact that there's plenty of openings in the NFL right now for quarterback. A lot of people in Pittsburgh are saying, go for Aaron Rodgers. You have that security. You got Matthew Stafford that's getting shipped out of Detroit. That's another possibility. And that was a long time coming right there, brothers. A long time coming. Yeah, absolutely. It's been taking way too long. And the fact that Matthew Stafford even is going through another coaching change, that is probably beneficial for his career or else he would have ended up being out of the NFL. But there's so many openings now. You have the New England Patriots are looking for a quarterback (laughs) as well. Like you mentioned with Bill Belichick. You have... I mean, name a team, like, there's only about the AFC that's pretty much for certain right now when it comes to guys like your Baker Mayfields, your Patrick Mahomes, your... I like that you threw Baker Mayfield in there. But he's supposed to be, like, the big picture is, is he's supposed to be the long-term deal, but there's so many people that even, maybe, what if Jacksonville Jaguars pick up Aaron Rodgers instead and they get rid of a draft pick for him instead? There's so many different ways... I'm not, not to cut you off there, brother. Your haircut and your lineup looks fantastic and stupendous. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. But do you see? Do you see a young? Uh, do you see a, a veteran like Aaron Rodgers going down to a situation in Jacksonville to the point where he's going to have all the pressure on himself? Yes. Yeah, I would, I would see him do that because then he wants to separate himself from Brady. He wants to separate himself from everybody. If you're going for greatness, if you're going to try to go for greatness, wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't I think you, you're going to go there with a with the weight on your shoulder, right? I think you're going to end up seeing a lot more of what Tom Brady did. Is when you play within the same conference over and over again, you're going to end up jumping conferences because with the AFC, he pretty much secured that year in and year out. The Patriots are always going to be around, so I think you end up seeing this jump between AFC and NFC. I mean, for example, look at Phillip Rivers. It's still he was an AFC quarterback, but he jumped teams when it came to the end of his contract. So it makes you wonder what the long-term plan is with Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, I think he's going to go elsewhere, though. You could be a Green Bay Packers fan. You drafted a quarterback after all, too. And the best-case scenario is you end up having him pretty much alluring like Aaron Rodgers did from Brett Favre. But that's just going to be a long time coming, and that's how you become a successful quarterback. Still with with longevity, prosperity, and nothing but confidence in your quarterback and your front staff. And um, not to rebut on what you said, I believe that some of these guys, these quarterbacks are getting bored and they're so set divisions. You know, like your Tom Brady leaving the AFC and going down to the NFC. You get tired of playing with those scrubs and those bumps for so long, so you might want a little bit of some competition. But I, I, I humbly see Aaron Rodgers as a cheesehead the rest of his career. Okay. But if I'm wrong, hey, brothers, I'm wrong. Fair enough. So obviously with that, I mean, it's going to be a lot of an interesting NFL offseason coming up after the Super Bowl too. I mean, the Super Bowl, we're not even supposed to technically say that word because it's the big game if we're, if we're trying to avoid the copyright. But You can't say Super Bowl on... It's very specifically advertised as the big game for a reason. Why? Stephen R. Smith would know that too because it's actually because that's such a copyright thing that the SB 50 or 54, you can't say it for whatever reason. It's pretty much like copyright infringement with that too. Let me tell you something, Mr. Money Migra. It's all about money, 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 money. 
money. And if you can't, if you if you if you're not gonna pay the piper, then you can't say the SB. And that's sad, and that is so cataclysmic that we have came down to these times where I can't even say Super Bowl. I gotta say the big game. I feel like I'm on one of those low-grade television shows where there is a championship game and they wanna call it said so Super Bowl, but we gotta use the big game. It's making us corny, it's making us it's making us very generic, and I hate it from the bottom of my heart. So, Stephen R., even though you mentioned that you can't say the word Super Bowl, how many times did you say the word Super Bowl there? I probably said it at least about nine to six, seven times, but I don't care. I got the nine, money, six, and I got times. this nice Airbnb you that's went... keeping me up. Nine, six, seven times. Nine, six, seven. Nine, Eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Anyways, though, guys, forget in the ring. Stephen R., first, before we end up, I can't even look at him. <laughs> what were you doing just now? Yeah, Did you well, my I was the rock, I was the paper, and I was the scissors. <laughs> uh, so forget in the ring. What? You the... called me out for my softball. I sure, I sure did. So, Stephen R., I got to ask you something before we end up getting started. <laughs> Why are you not here in studio? Well, in studio today, I was on my way to the studio, and some things happened. I was with a, a friend of mine, and... um. <laughs> You can kind of say that we had got uh, some mixed words towards one another on the way here. Your boy was getting dressed and she didn't like the fact that your man's had to be at work. And I'm trying, I'm really am trying so hard not to like lose my shit on air, but I'm trying my <laughs> hard not, not to break character and just, just to stay myself. But brothers will get into that off camera, but your man will be a fighting champion and I am here. Rather I'm via satellite, rather I'm in your head or rather I'm in your heart. Stephen R will always be there. All right, Steven R, it's you against me. You called me out for my softball skills. What exactly did that mean? I don't understand. You you wanted to Brother, I've seen some footage. I've seen some footage of you playing the softball game. Huh. And let me tell you some stats I looked up. What I saw in a doubleheader game, I seen that you I got smoked one to 18 in the first header and you didn't even get out the fourth inning because your coach pulled you. He got tired of you being walked. And then the second game, which Parker Pierce couldn't show up for, which I'm happy he did it because he didn't want to get embarrassed. You also got smoked five to 24. You were put out there on skates. The softball is green, correct? Why the hell, kid? It's like a lettuce coming at your face. But every time you see a softball, all you see is red. It's the stop sign. So you don't do nothing. You freeze. So we all know that's not true. <laughs> You've never been to a game before, and I don't know who's been set, like sending in this footage to you, Stephen R. Smith. No, he, I got my artillerists, and I got the best connections that money can buy. What does an artillerist mean? An artillerist, I, I have to break down the suffix, the pronoun, and the adjective verbs. So, <laughs> so anyways, with my softball skills, softball is like yellow, but I mean, it's kind of close to green, so I guess that I could give you that. But the one stat that was very specific and stood out to me was the unsuccessful scores that was actually correct within my past softball history. We have not been a winning team before, but we're turning a corner right now. And Stephen R. Smith, maybe, just maybe, before we get in the ring and end up debating about this specific topic, would you be able to help out our softball team? 
about on last week's show. What you predicted to actually be right. You said that they were going to go in double overtime, too, and they <laughs> did, and they won. I'm... Do you have the insider knowledge that you know that the game's going to end up already being a certain way? I don't have the insider knowledge. All I have is just my own perspective and verification of what I see Mr. Bickerstaff put on that coach, put on the floor, on the courts. All right. So get in the ring. It's you against me. You're the defending champ. Who's going first? Keith, you're the one picking. Who's going first? We already got the topic. You gotta go, you gotta go. All right, you gotta tie me on this. The topic is, hold on, let me find the topic. Stephen R. Smith, are you ready for this? I'm ready, brother. The topic is, is who, (laughs) never mind, not who, I messed that up. Is Aaron Rodgers. Mike Jones. What is it, 30 seconds? Yep. Is Aaron Rodgers an elite quarterback? That is the get in the ring question. I'm going first. So, Tyler, if we could get a ding-ding, Keith's going to tie me. Tyler, if we could get a ding-ding. All right, here we go. So, Aaron Rodgers is not an elite quarterback after all because in the conference championship games, he was 1-3 going into Sunday. Going into Sunday, he lost. He's now 1-4. He made one Super Bowl appearance, and he was successful one time. He's definitely ended up making... A point that he could be in conference championship games, but he's not anywhere close to being in the caliber of Tom Brady when he could get over the hump and actually succeed and move to the Super Bowl and move to the championship game overall. So honestly, I don't think that he's a successful elite quarterback. How many points did I get? Four. I got four points, Stephen R. Are you ready? Before I want to start, before I start my, before I start my rant, I just want to say that the the, the pure undigestible determination and ignorance of you to talk about Aaron Rodgers like that. Now I have to go in the ring and I got to defend my man right now. Are we ready? Yes. Of course he had one Super Bowl appearance and guess who he beat? The punk ass Steelers. Two, he has a great arm. Two words, Hail Mary. And another thing too, brother, the man will be an elite quarterback because he can play at one of the coldest weather stadiums in the entire NFL, and that is a Lambeau Field. And the man had one bad game in the conference finals. One bad game, you're gonna judge him on that? Let's talk about the game that Big Ben had against those crowning brown doo-doo browns. Aaron Rodgers will always and forever be solidified and cementified as an elite NFL quarterback. And I guarantee the year he's retired, he will be wearing a yellow top. All right, so Keith, you had Stephen R, you had me, you had Stephen R. Stephen R, could you show the Get in the Ring Championship one more time? That is what is on the line. This, this, it's, it's, this is it's just a prop. Uh, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not the real thing at the moment, and that's another reason why I was late. Uh, couldn't make it to today's shows because I'm dealing with the money marks so I can get a new belt made and everything like that. So I had to have my Jackie Robinson stealing home plate from the World Series in the background of my house just to show you, Mr. Payne Vince, that your softball skills will never compare to number 42, dude. Okay. So, Keith, yeah. you got the results. You were the one doing the count there. Yeah. Who came out victorious for getting the ring? Smith did Stephen R. Smith won again. I want to give a shot. Thank you to KM Voice. I want to give a shout out. Chris Cox, the coach. I will be seeing you soon. Thank you for helping me beat on this man. 
and I don't know who my next opponent is, but I will let you know later on in the weeks. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me. Follow We Like Sports Podcast. And I will get in your sorry behinds on get in the ring of ling ding ding. So Stephen R. Smith, your Twitter handle is, I know you're new to like technology and whatnot, but your Twitter handle is at Stephen R. Smith 15. I'd end up mentioning that to our fans. 15, yep, yep, at Stephen R. Smith 15. Make sure that R is capitalized, just like I capitalized beatings on this show. All right, well, fair enough, Stephen R. Smith. We're going to end up taking a quick break here shortly, but before we go, we expect you to come back again around 9 o'clock. But after I will this definitely break, be around. I'll even stick around and just be a floating head, and I won't say nothing, nada to nobody until I'm spoken to. Okay, we could do that. Stephen R. Smith, do you want to stick around for the whole show, or do you want to bring Riggs in as well? It's up to you. It's your choice. It's your call. You want to know what? Yeah, I could bring Riggs around. He's around here somewhere. <laughs> the brother's the brother's my handler. I, the brother is my keeper. So when we get back, it's going to be Keith Migra, Peyton Vince and Riggs talking sports we're going to be talking about the NFL we're going to be talking about the NBA we got plenty to talk about and Stephen R. Smith the segment you became born in when you come back the miscellaneous segment what's your final words you have to say as the retaining champ my final words I would like to say as retaining champ is that Max I never ate your chicken papakash manscaped promo code sports with the Z Riggs I stole your job all right, on that note, we'll be back after this on the We Like Sports Podcast. Don't go anywhere. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board, bored in the house and I'm in the house board, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have, and that is painful. I would not ever do that again, and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped, because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. And welcome back to the We Like Sports Show. Yeah, that's right. That's not right. Yeah, we Like Sports Podcast. We Like Sports Show. Honestly, we might have to change the you, name. You should, because we do webs. Whoa, Riggs is back. We do, we do. Oh, he's got the thing on his head again. We do. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. So we got the We Like Sports Podcast <laughs> show with... Keith, Peyton, and Riggs. Riggs is back. Yes, Stephen R. Smith took your spot early on. Did. But he did give you a yeah, constellation um, prize, though, right? Say that again? He did give you a constellation prize, though, right? You told me if you got a haircut, you weren't going to wear that anymore. You lied. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Stephen R. Yeah, Stephen R. Smith, he's around here somewhere. Um, Wait, why are you... We, um, I was going out to go grab him, and we got caught in some traffic, and... Him and someone he was with, they just they had crosswords and the right situation just didn't work out. But 
you know, you're going to have me and him on this show today. And we want to thank you guys. And you will see me and possibly Stephen R. live in the studio next week. And that is a promise. Possibly a promise. Wait, possibly a promise? Well, on the Stephen R. Smith part, that's the, I will be there physically. Are you sure? I'm positive. Do you have to wear the hat? <laughs> so after you took off your condom. <laughs> anyways, let's talk about, let's jump into the NFL. Obviously, we could get to the NBA, but let's talk about the NFL. Last week, we ended up talking about the possibility of just pretty much giving a Super Bowl preview at the time with the Bills against the Chiefs and the Buccaneers against the Packers. Stephen R. Smith and I ended up talking about the whole entire Aaron Rodgers situation. Riggs, what are your thoughts on that Aaron Rodgers situation? Do you see him staying in Green Bay or do you see him going elsewhere? I feel like it is a copycat league now in the National Football League. So he might go with the trends with everyone else is doing just so he feels like he has something to prove that he can win without That's the Green Bay Packers because he can possibly win without Mike McCarthy, in my honest-to-God opinion. But I still think um, he'll stay. I think he wants to prove something, but I still think he'll stay. Mike That's McCarthy a good one, too. the right. Cowboys now, though. Mm-hmm. McCarthy went out. Well, basically, they, have, they have a rookie head coach now that went through last year. I want to say it's Matt LaFleur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say yeah. it's Matt LaFleur, but it's okay. Um, but obviously, the humbleness he wants him to stay in Green Bay, but the competitor in that man, Aaron Rodgers, if he leaves, he leaves. If he doesn't, he doesn't because he can make change in a better situation rather he stays in Green Bay or leaves, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. So going and changing topics from Aaron Rodgers to another quarterback, the Steelers decided to sign – Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, is now a Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, more than likely a backup, but what does this imply for the future for the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger's future being questioned, and now you have Dwayne Haskins that can actually be inserted into a new organization, set up more for success compared to his time in Washington. What are your guys' thoughts on the fact that the Steelers signed him for a one-year deal and that could end up being a benefit for them? It could be a benefit for them. Um, I, I can honestly look at that as a tryout. I see the Pittsburgh Steelers letting people know subconsciously, hey, we're kind of on a youth movement. Hey, we kind of want to we want to bring the new hot young girl to the dance. So if I'm going to bring a new hot young girl to the dance, you're my tryout. I'm not going to put all my eggs in my basket with you, but I'm going to try you out for one year. That sounds horrible. Where are you broadcasting from? I'm broadcasting from... Um, the fluke Airbnb. Are you? With Stephen Smith. Smith was, where is Stephen R. Smith broadcasting from? He's in the same spot. He's over in like the next room. The same spot. I'm his handler. I went to go get him. Oh, okay. I didn't and know. everything. I yeah. He, he was filming from his house. No. Did Stephen R. Smith say he was filming from his house because he's got his Jackie Robinson thing hanging up? Well, he said he brought that with him, I thought. Yeah, brought, he brought it with you? Yeah, he, he did. Stephen, he brings that with him everywhere. I think he might have it tattooed on his back. That's, that sounds like a painful tattoo. Yeah, when Stephen R. Smith gets back out, I would like to see that. So, (laughs) if that's at all possible. Anyways, going back to the Steelers, pretty much going through their youth movement now, what other quarterbacks do you think they could end up targeting right now with so many of them being free agents or else looking to move? I mean, you have 
even like for once, we're not talking about the Browns that are going to end up encountering a new quarterback. Unless if you have people that are saying, "Hey, we'll trade Deshaun Watson for Baker Mayfield." That's stupid. I wouldn't do that. And I think we hit on that last week. But you also have guys like Matthew Stafford that's out there now. You have Matt Ryan that's probably going to end up looking elsewhere. You have Cam Newton again, probably that's going to be on the move. You have. You think anybody's going to take Cam Newton after what they watched in in, in uh, Boston? I mean, I mean, if, if Belichick couldn't do something with them, then who knows if Mike Tomlin can do something with them or the next coach? Yeah, but I mean, he already had, but he wasn't. I don't think he really did anything that caused problems. You know what I no, mean? No, he just wasn't a good quarterback. Like he, I think we're at the point right now that Cam Newton is a Cam Newton of the past. Right. There's plenty of young kids in the game right now, and he used to be one of those young kids, but now he can't really keep up. Because he does have the legs. He has the youthful legs still, but just the rest of the body isn't working for him. And, I mean, there's even times in New England that you ended up seeing him on the bench, too, because they wanted a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. But trying to think forward, to with all these quarterbacks that are out there, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But on the topic of Pittsburgh, once again... I feel like you Browns fans feel like you dodged a bullet because we have... The Steelers are interviewing or interviewed Hugh Jackson as their offensive coordinator. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on the fact that the that the Pittsburgh Steelers are willing to bring in former Cleveland Browns one and thirty-five head coach or whatever that record was, one and thirty-one head coach as their offensive coordinator? I'm. Hey, Stephen R., I don't know if you heard, but the Steelers, they want to hire Hugh Jackson, and you're going to give your thoughts on that later? Perfect. So he's going to give his thoughts on that later in the miscellaneous segment. Um, me, personally, I, I think whoever him. is in charge of that front office, they're probably drunk <laughs> on their minds right now, or they think that this is the Hugh Jackson of, I don't know, never. I mean, he, the man was 1-31 in 31 here. And I don't, I don't, no disrespect to him as a coach or as a man or as a human being, but I don't think a job like that would be cut out for him at all. I mean, who's the one steer, not the Steelers, the Bills offensive or defensive coordinator? I want to say Brian Dabble used to be a coordinator for the Browns, and I want to say that it was in 2010. And he was the defensive coordinator, but he was very, very bad as a defensive coordinator. Years later, he goes to the Bills, and he's in an AFC championship game. So maybe you can end up mm. having lightning strike in a bottle overall, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult with somebody like Hugh Jackson, I think, because he's not as – I feel like he's not as capable as an offensive coordinator because even as a Browns fan, you saw him calling the plays offensively as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was doing too much, in my opinion, as a Browns fan. Like, as a Browns fan. like watching him be offensive coordinator and head coach, it's like – yeah, you have a strong football mind, but stay in your lane. You know, like I felt like he stretched himself too thin and he tried too hard on a very impressionable Cleveland fan base at that time. So I wish nothing but the, you know, respect for him for his future endeavors. But I don't know, man. Pittsburgh, I feel like they can look at someone completely different. Keith, what are your thoughts on that? Anybody can look at anybody, anybody, anybody else. Why would anybody give this jackass a shot? 
Like, Riggs is like, oh, I want to be, you know, no disrespect. What the hell you mean no disrespect? That jackass gave us an 0-16 parade. Screw him. I don't think you should have a job anywhere. I don't think you should have a job coaching peewee football. I don't think you should have a job helping someone pick plays on Madden the game. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, honestly, with the Steelers being in the predicament they're in, I feel like... A lot of their coordinators are pretty much they're they're oh, starting you know off fresh. Play, I hate the Pittsburgh. You know what? No, I think they need to sign this guy right now. Right? I think they need to hire him yeah, right now. Yeah. Hire him. Mm-hmm. Yep, right now. Yeah, sign him a yes. ten-year ex- expansion. Yes, max contract. What am I thinking? Sorry, I was I was not being. I was just I let emotions get the best of me. This man is a genius. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. I think I think he's the one that got away. He is. He's the we. Ah, yep. God, I wish we could keep him. I'm so upset we don't have him. Pittsburgh, you guys, a diamond in the rough. They found a diamond in the rough. Uh, <laughs> so, going back to the NFL and how I mentioned earlier with the AFC quarterbacks for next year, you have a very strong conference because your quarterbacks, Anthony Lineman, even tweeted this out, and he said that your AFC quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, possibly Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford even maybe, and maybe again Big Ben. And you also have Trevor Lawrence as a rookie as well. And you probably have a good possibility that you have Justin Fields. So I guess the question being now, looking after the Browns got knocked out of the playoffs, and I want to say... It's time to kind of look at reality again. But with the Browns being out of the playoffs now, and we're looking forward as if you're a Browns fan, you're looking forward to next year and seeing if that's a possible repeat performance. Do you think that the Browns are capable to make it back where they were? Because it's not like the competition's getting easier. No. Yeah, I, I completely agree that the Cleveland Browns uh, are capable to get back to where we were. I look at it as... I'm going to take away from the 2014 Cleveland Indians tagline. They have unfinished business. And they got over that hump with the wild card. Now they can get over that hump with the divisional. I'll be happy if they get over that hump with the divisional, make it to an AFC conference game, lose that game, come back the next year, and then just run the table and win it all. Like, that's – I would feel comfortable with that, honestly. Keith, what do you think? Yeah. Because – the thing is, with the problem of the AFC conference being as strong as it is right. now, you had an expanded playoffs that you ended up having an extra team in the playoff. So you had seven seeds, number one team getting a bye. Next year, if we're at a normal year, for one, in Cleveland, if they're a successful team once again, and they end up Keep making Keep saying it, if. Keep saying if this. Listen, shh. That's the same thing. If the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers make it to the playoffs, it's not guaranteed yet. When we talk Doesn't guarantees, matter. we're in Cleveland. When we talk guarantees, we'll talk guarantees. Oh uh, yeah, you want to talk guarantees? Yeah, what's the guarantee you got for me? I'm gonna let it slide this time. Anyways, I was <laughs> I was trying to think of a guarantee. Yeah, I feel like you're the type of person that would have a guarantee, though. Oh yeah, Riggs guarantee it. But. With the Browns having so much more talent within from quarterback itself with the AFC, you have somebody that if Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, if he ends up coming back from this injury and becomes successful. I think Joe Burrow is going to be successful 100%. I think, but you I, have I that competition, that though. 
You have that competition, and that the AFC North, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, possibly the Steelers, because right now that's a big question mark. Who knows? But you could always – I think any team in the AFC North could be the winner of the division come next year. I like like those odds right there. I like the the fact that the AFC North, like – I want I want our division. Whether you're a Browns, Steelers, Bay, Ravens, Bengals fan, I want our division to just look powerhouse. I want I want it to look threatening to others when they look on their lineup sheet. Like, oh, we have to pay an AFC North team. Oh, no, just, just great. The, I'm not no, just the Browns. To. I don't want the other teams to look good. What's wrong with you? Just the Browns. Why do other teams look like garbage? The hell? What is happening? Why would we want that? Why would we want that team? Why would we want that? No. What? I think the reason being, and I, this is the way I am as a competitor. I want to be able to play against the best and win against the best. I, don't, I just want to win a Super Bowl. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, that would be nice, too, but it would be nice too to get a Super Bowl. But I want it competitive. I don't want to just, you know, sweep everybody on really? the way you there. You don't want that. Why? I at least want one game where I'm biting my nails. I don't. Don't we deserve nothing? I want to lay on my nails? back and scream talkie talkie talk again. We're have cuticles at this point. <laughs> Touche. So. I need my hat. No. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. Going back, we're going to get into the Browns in a little bit, but looking at the whole entire Aaron Rodgers situation. His top potential 2021 destinations right now are the 49ers, the Steelers, mm. the Patriots, the Raiders, the Colts, and the Saints. If he does not stay in Green Bay, where would you see him going that actually makes sense? I honestly think it's going to be the Colts because the Colts, they lost Phillip Rivers. You might get two or three years out of Aaron Rodgers, and they could draft a quarterback because Jacoby Brissett isn't the answer. He's... Again, a young quarterback, they want him to be like Lamar Jackson, but he's not good enough. The Patriots got rid of the right quarterback first and then worried about getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Which, by the way, do we want to talk about the fact that that bit them in the ass in the long run? I mean, that did. Right, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, well, he probably could go to the 49ers, but how much do they still got to pay Jimmy G on? And then I was leaning towards more the East Coast, Midwestern areas, and I'm like, well, okay, New England. But as a competitor, will he want to, well, I don't want Brady's coach. I don't want Brady's old coach. You know, I don't want people to think that I'm following in Brady's footsteps or any type of way. What if he did? I mean, what if he went to Green Bay or not Green Bay? What if he went to um, Boston to prove that, you know, it is Belichick is the great coach and with the right quarterback, he can be the greatest coach. You know to kind I mean? of redeem himself. redeem himself and Belichick at the same time while, revi- you know what I mean? While taking Boston back to where they- Boston's always been, which is a playoff Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I mean, I can see that happening too. Honestly, I think the biggest shock, like I said, I could see it being the possibly the possibility of the Indianapolis Colts. Also, I could see him going to the Saints too because the Saints don't have Drew Brees anymore. They have Taysom Hill. Jameis Winston's not going to be a quarterback for them at all. And you have Taysom Hill, who's still young and still trying to learn the position. Right now, you have Jordan Love that learned a year under Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. After that, a year's good enough for him. Like If the Packers were already preparing for Aaron Rodgers' exit, they already are planning ahead. Right. But with the Saints and Taysom Hill, somebody that's young and a versatile quarterback, I think it makes sense for him to go to New Orleans, too. 
sometimes a change of scenery is nice for certain some people. So, um, wherever Aaron Rodgers lands his feet, whatever fan base it is, whatever city, they're gonna welcome him with open arms, no question, oh, no yeah, doubt. Absolutely. And no, you, you are, and I think you are. Just like when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, you were automatically in line to make it to the playoffs. Rather, it's pressure or it's expected from you. And I feel like wherever Aaron Rodgers lands, he's going to have not as much as the Brady expectations, but people are going to assume, okay, we're going to make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause he's a great quarterback, regardless of any system he's under. Yeah, I mean, you expect some kind of good performance from somebody like Aaron Rodgers I mean, I don't think, and again, going back to getting the ring, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback, and it's just because he doesn't show up for these conference games. He's 1-4 now, and he's been in the NFC for all these years and only achieved success one time to make it to the Super Bowl. That's a big issue at the end of the day because you're a Packers fan. You want them to overcome that hump. You shouldn't have had Tom Brady that's with the Buccaneers for the first year and that they're playing in the Super Bowl with a team that you had Antonio Brown, who didn't even play. That you shouldn't had... really be on. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. That shouldn't. We should... yeah, that too. You're exactly the, the Tampa Bay shouldn't be there. But that's the problem is Tom Brady, quoting Barkley, literally said, I'm going to pick a random team and F it. I'm going to take them to the Super Bowl. And he did. I'm going to F I around. Mean, like You know how like you always have that saying too, like, oh, I'm going to F around and just do something? That sounds like something right. that like Tom Brady did. I'm going to F around and take this team to a Super Bowl. I'm 43 years old, but I'm going to take this team to the Super Bowl for the first time in years, and we're going to also play that Super Bowl at home as well. Yeah. When we don't even have home field and that, advantage. And and that's the thing that like drives me crazy about Tom Brady. It's just like, to me, he's so – his game is impeccable. It's perfect. He's all his face. He's he's always in the public eye, and of course, since they've been having Super Bowls in these random arenas, oh, the first team that hosts is a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Of course, it's Tom freaking Brady. Like it's the story was written for him, and going into the Super Bowl aspect, since we're still in a little bit of this NFL, I hope this year's Super Bowl. I want to see Pat Mahomes get his second Super Bowl ring and see the grizzled vet handed down to the young man. But at the same time, if that grizzled vet's got to lay a ass whooping, pardon my language on the young dude, then I guess we're gonna have to watch that. It should be an exciting, fun Super Bowl though. So very competitive. Not, I mean, anytime there's a Super Bowl with Brady though, it's always a problem. There's always deflate gate. There's always you know, sign ceiling. There's always cheating. There's always something Speaking wrong. of which, as you bring up that topic too, let's go back to the Packers and the Buccaneers game too. I was watching that game within the last two minutes, and I think I commented this on your guys' show, Life in the Fast Lane with Matt Tiff and Keith Meyer on Tuesdays, and I ended up mentioning the fact... What's that? Good, good, good. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm good at plugging some things, like a, like a, I don't know, I'm not going to even go with a dad joke. It's not even worth it. But anyways... We don't have any dad jokes. Not yet. I'm still at zero. That's where that is. That's Riggs, but next to Riggs. (laughs) But anyways, with that game... There was no penalties called until pretty much that last two minutes, and that was a helmet-to-helmet call. Like They got the helmet-to-helmet call. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and that's something the Browns didn't get when they faced the Chiefs, which you could end up seeing them being in a Super Bowl right now, but instead you're sitting at home watching them, and even the Chiefs don't look like a team that belongs. They're just literally getting by. 
they got by the Bills better because they <laughs> didn't have as strong of a competition. But flip spots with them, the Browns, I think, would have ended up beating the Bills too. And imagine if the story wrote itself that it was Baker Mayfield and Tom Brady against each other in the Super Bowl. And Riggs, I want to say that you mentioned a while ago the Super Bowl commercial from last year when it was all of them throwing the football around and Tom Brady giving Baker Mayfield, like, or showing Baker Mayfield one of his Super Bowl rings. How ironic would that have been a year later to have them two face off in the big game? Would have been nice. It would have been nice, but then, then again, you would have had some crazy tinfoil hat loonies calling conspiracy theories and trying to rain on our parade here in Ohio. Um, the one thing about the Packers and uh, Bucks game that really got me having question marks, I felt like Aaron Rodgers in the red zone was overthrowing those passes, easy, easy passes that he should thread the needle on. And it looked like he was just trying to force it and just trying to hurry up and get the game over with so they can hurry up and get to the Super Bowl. Like, I know I'm not a professional athlete and I haven't been on the professional football field, but some of those routes were, yeah, Aaron, you threw it right to your tight end that he didn't catch it, but he could have ran that in. You know, he could have, you know, sacrificed himself for his team to at least make it an attempt to the red zone. So you don't have to rely on Mason Crosby to kick the ball for you. Yeah, I mean, that's a very valid point. So on top of the fact with that game too, you ended up having them win the NFC Championship. Tampa Bay is the first team in 55 years to play the Super Bowl at home. Tom Brady's playing in his 10th Super Bowl, and he's also collecting a half million dollar incentive for taking them to the Super Bowl too. So he's getting paid extra money for taking a bunch of, nobody's. I don't want to say nobodies, because they're still, like, Mike Evans wasn't a nobody before. Okay, he was still but somebody, I mean, but, but okay, one person? a bunch of people that weren't really as relevant without Tom Brady. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. He like, gets that boost of money. Like, what do I have to do to get yeah. that much of a bonus for taking a bunch of jabronis with me? Is Dominic Sue still on that team? Yeah, Dominic Sue. Sue. Yeah, for the Bucks. Yeah. And then you also have Jason Pierre-Paul who blew his hand off. Yeah, Mr. Oh. <laughs> That's terrible. And then flipping sides, though, talking about the AFC Championship game, the Bills against the Chiefs. One thing that stood out to me for the Bills is that you had Kansas City winning the game. You had everybody off of the field and everybody was celebrating. You had Andy Reid pretty much having a GoPro and filming his players, enjoying having a good time, celebrating a second year, almost a repeat of, no, it is a repeat of being an AFC champion. But you had Stephon Diggs as the only player on the field that was watching the Chiefs celebrate. What, as an athlete, do you think he was going, like thinking through at the time when he's seeing his opponent where he could have been at celebrating and he was just witnessing this happen. What's that motivate him for next year? What do you mean? What's I was going to say, yeah, that that's, oh, I'm sorry. We're about to say Keith. No, I was just, what do you mean? What does that motivate? What do you mean? Like, how's that going to help improve the bills and himself for next year after being with the Vikings and after not having that chemistry that there's a reason why he was left on the field staring at that celebration because he's witnessing what can happen, but it's not actually happening at the moment. He's not experiencing it. He's witnessing it and saying, okay, next year I want to be there. That's what I think he was doing. That's why he stayed out there. Right. 
Right. And if anything, like I took that, like that moment, what you said, it reminds me of when the Cleveland Indians lost the World Series. And I remember seeing Jason Kipnis and Roberto Perez just staring at the Cubs celebrating on our mound with just a dead look in their eyes. And if I'm that person, I'm looking at that as my motivation, what I'm going to do to work hard enough on the offseason to prepare myself for my teammates to make it back to the championship game and to win it and embarrass you just like how you embarrassed us. So hopefully Stefan Diggs took that moment of him watching them on the field celebrating. It's all it is is motivating him. And I hope he took some of the confetti home so he can, you know, put it in a punching bag or wrap it for his hands for weights. You know what I'm saying? Like, Actually, no bullshit, Riggs. As, uh, Riggs, I'm calling you out on this one. When the Cavs won the NBA championship, Riggs took a piece of confetti with him. So I mean, yep. that's not. I mean, that's no. Like that's, that's something that, like, obviously, like, as a sports fan, you want to be able to like remember these moments. Like, if it's a dumbass piece of paper, you still want to be able to be like, okay, I remember this moment. I remember where I was. That was five years ago now, and right now it looks like we're kind of far away from that. But this kind of goes right to the next segment for the NBA, talking about the Cavs actually being able to hang around and actually being youthful, having injuries, and on top of that, being seeing success piece by piece. Right. So you're kind of getting that way, and you're kind of getting back to relevancy without LeBron James. But it's always a motivation factor. And I think even on top of that, too, like, and I guess this circles back to the final topic, with the Browns going through that pretty much that targeting or helmet-to-helmet hit, at the goal line against the Chiefs, how much of a motivating factor is that for them to actually be like, okay, they lost and they should have won that game. Chad Henney should have been stopped at third and 14. I mean, there's so many motivating factors that nothing's guaranteed for next year. And I feel like a lot of people are worried about as fans that the Browns might not make it back though. Why? What would be, what would be their reasoning? Because everybody else is getting better and we're not. And they could they could be getting better too, but right. you still have you could end up having successful draft picks, but right now you could end up having somebody that's at an earlier pick that you might not get like you would have in past years as the Browns. Sure, but what if they're I mean, what if he's building now get let's get some trades in. Let's let go of OBJ. You know, like you don't you have no idea what the inside is going right, right now. Like could they are they gonna make it back next year? Yeah, I think they are. I think we have too many pieces that are now working together. I think Stefanski knows what he's doing. Our front office obviously knows what we're doing now. Finally, we're on the same footing. You know what I mean? We're we're there, but I don't think they're not gonna they're not gonna go there. Or they're not getting better with everybody else. I absolutely think they're gonna get better with everybody else. And once we find out what those pieces that they put together are, we've only needed a couple corner pieces to hold the puzzle in. You know what I mean? What if we're right. getting those corner pieces by trading, or or by giving out draft picks, or by scouting, or by doing any of that stuff? So we don't know. They, like everybody else is getting better. Sure, I do believe that, but. Why, why not us, too? We're being overlooked, but we're always overlooked. We're being overlooked by everything. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, Riggs, before you get to your point, too, like I guess like the counterpoint of that is that like you had the Browns make it to the playoffs. They made it to the divisional round. But you have – if you look at just the championship games alone, too, with the AFC and the NFC – you have people that are going to want to go to Kansas City still because right now they're a proven winner. Right. You have the Bills that are a young team, and people are going to be attractive for the Bills Mafia to pretty much witness that. I guarantee you players want to see those crazy people jump through tables, which, by the way, there's a guy that was playing taps and jumped through the final table of the year. 
Um, I think we'll play that a little bit later on, possibly. But you have that, and then you also have the Buccaneers and the Packers, too. So those four teams, and then you add on the Browns, too, They have a. there's just a lot of destinations that you could go that could be successful. But, Riggs, what are your thoughts on this situation with the Browns possibly looking towards the next year if they do end up making it to the playoffs? Or what worries you? I, I, I like the fact that the Browns are looking for – they're looking towards next year. They're not sitting at home – crying about boo-hoo, not us, we didn't make it, or that helmet to helmet. They're sitting down, they're realizing we lost, we're gonna get over it, and we're gonna find ways to improve. So BS like that never ever happens again. I'm 100% confident in Coach Stefanski. Even the owner, Jimmy Haslam, he's been doing a good job. You know, he's been the the man behind the scenes. We haven't been seeing him as much. Um, It does not worry me at all. It gives me more confidence, and I'm, I'm excited for football. Like, I wish, we were getting football in two months, like how the NBA wrapped up. And then two, three months later, you get more basketball. Like, that's how excited I am to watch the Cleveland Browns. Uh, let's just take a step back, though, really quick. And remember that we once had to do a podcast within this past year, all of us together, without any sports. We didn't have football. We didn't have basketball. We didn't have baseball. And somehow, someway, we BSed our way through it. And we're still able to talk about sports now. And on top of the fact that there's sports again, the Cavs are that attractive girl that you want to take to homecoming again because they actually, that's pretty much your girl reference that you brought up earlier on, but that's actually somebody you want to watch and see, like you want to gravitate towards because they actually are performing and they're actually looking good on paper. Obviously, it's something positive to move forward to with the Cavs, but obviously we'll talk Cavs after this break. Don't go anywhere, guys. You're listening to the We Like Sports Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, all that stuff. Make sure you don't go anywhere. Riggs, before we go to break, I know you're going to do this from afar now. What are you going to do? I'm going to manscape. I'm going to use the promo code Sports with Day Z, S-P-O-R-T-Z. Ball shaver, ball toner, ball deodorant. And since I'm on the road, I might have it on me somewhere and I no, might no, have no, to no, show it off. Don't show us. Okay, I'll clean it first. Manscaped. Oh, we'll be right it. back. If you're bored in the house, we I'm like in the sports house board. Bored in the house and I'm in the house board. Why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have and that is painful. I would not ever do that again and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing, manscaped boxer briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. Welcome to the We Like Sports Podcast. My name is Riggs, live via satellite. And I'm being joined with Peyton Vince and Keith Migra, our producer, Tyler on the ones and twos. Shout out to Cam Voice. They're live from Hooligan Studios slash gym. Guys, thank you. And also, too, I know you mentioned this earlier on. Where's... Where's Stephen R. Smith at? Stephen R. Smith comes back after the miscellaneous segment. Stephen R. Smith, is he there? 
Uh, he, he's around here somewhere, probably configuring and uh, tributing some things out. Right. He's teaching me some lingo. I had a question for you. Can you get him real quick? Yeah, give me one moment. Hey, Steve! So anyways, while he's finding Stephen R. Smith, make sure that you go to Cisco the Barber, 440-320-2691. Guys, that's who I went to today. I got my hair cut. I got my beard lined up. I look a lot better than I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't look homeless or as homeless, mm-hmm. but again... Cisco the Barber in Lorraine, Ohio, 440-320-2691. we can judge that off of? Uh, it didn't even, it's not even 9 o'clock. It's not even 9 o'clock. I don't go on unless it's 9 o'clock. Now you tell Mr. Money Man and you tell Mr. Softball Man that they're going to have to get at me directly because I'm over here trying to talk to Rachel and I got to apologize to Max. So what is it and to really do your need? They just, they, Keith has to ask you a question. So if you're, I will be on at the nine o'clock hour. Riggs, Riggs, just come back. We don't want to piss him off. Oh my God. Yeah, he's, I don't know. I think he's like talking with Rachel Penny, Rachel Nichols' sister, about some. Mark <laughs> 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 went down. That's a dead joke. Rachel that, Penny. That, that wasn't, yeah, that was a dead joke. Is he mad? Oh, man. I, who knows? Who knows? His blood is boiling. With the red devil's hot sauce, and I think he's gonna come in nine o'clock with the uh, with a lot of lectures and uh, good times. Shirt, I'm positive. Yeah, he's right now. He's just doing a bunch of this, and he's on the phone. Are you wearing his shirt? Was no, that under, was no, that under I'm actually plate? shirtless right now. No. I'm just I'm always so skeptical of the people we have on like I swear to God Parker Pierce was Austin but no one would believe me and I think I just I'm not sure I'm skeptical about it I'm just glad at the end of the day I'm me and you're you right. like I'm just, I'm there's just, no confusion like it's Keith Migra hyphen Hillis you Peyton just look Vince. so much like him and Pierce looks so much like Austin I just I get I'm sorry I just get skeptical you know what though the big difference I'm between Riggs no 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 the difference between Stephen R. Smith and Riggs, Stephen R. Smith wears glasses. Riggs doesn't wear glasses, man. Right, but the only thing is, like, I think the Clark Kent Superman thing went out a long time ago. I could be wrong, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure it out. So anyways, we're changing gears. We're talking basketball now. What is Obviously, the fluke B&B, by the way? The fluke Airbnb. What the hell does that mean? An Airbnb. Who's fluke? Brian, fluke, Airbnb. Oh, my God. Do a commercial and then just make sure you know not to bring any type of cameras, camcorders, or any electrical equipment. So anyway. yeah, we're at the we're at the oh. Fluke B and B right now. I'm in the I'm in the corned beef and rye uh, continental room. The corned beef, beef and, and rye? rye. Yeah, sponsored by a whiskey. <laughs> sponsored by a whiskey. <laughs> Jameson double shot. Jack fire. That's a whiskey, right? right? Sponsored by Jameson. That, isn't that part of the Fluke B&B? Don't you? What's the address to the Fluke B&B so people can come down there and, and get an autograph from you and Stephen R. Smith? Uh, the Fluke uh, Airbnb uh, place, it is located at 2100 South Marginal Road. What if that's Fox 8 I just gave out? I don't think that's <laughs> <laughs> Check if that's their address. Damn. Is 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 Mr. Fluke with you? Yeah, he's uh I believe he's in the Sinead O'Connor cauliflower uh special room. 
<laughs> that sounds like where he would absolutely be at. Oh my god. Can we talk basketball? This is getting way off the rails. Let's talk about Colin Sexton. Way off the rails. That's off always happening. Rails. That's always happening with this damn it's show. It's not even off the rails. It's, it's funny. Fine. It's comedy. It's comedy. But I like basketball. Yeah. Speaking of which, Riggs likes basketball too. Does Stephen R. Smith like basketball? That's a good question. Oh, Stephen R. Smith likes basketball. He's a fan of any sport. If you're an, if, if you're an athletic... You know he 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 can he can support it. Um, I'd seen footage he was supporting professional Parker Pierce a while ago at a cornholing event, but that's Who here nor there. You're gonna see Smith that on. Was, 30. I thought they didn't like each other. Well, the man's a professional, uh, Stephen R. Smith, so he still has to conduct business. Is he a professional though? Yes. See, normally he would start yelling at me. He must not be an earshot. No, I think he's... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's. I have no clue, but we'll see him at 9 o'clock. But we're going to talk some NBA. Yeah, we'll be talking some NBA. So last week, you ended up having the Cavaliers, while we were on air, actually, face against the Nets. The Nets ended up going to double overtime with the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers won. And that was the first time that the big... Excuse me. <laughs> the big three were together. You had... Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving all together in the Nets. Yep. And the Cavs beat them in double overtime. Colin right. Sexton dropped 42 points, I believe. Then on Friday night, you had them win against the Nets again. Right. So it was back-to-back nights. This time, Kevin Durant was sitting down for the game, not just in general. But you have so much potential now. Then you ended up facing the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics wasn't necessarily a pretty game. But they came back against LeBron and the Lakers, and they held around for most of that game. Guys, are they, they held around for almost all of it? I mean, really, until the fourth the quarter. Right, the fourth quarter, they did. Mm-hmm. They did fine. So, are the Cleveland Cavaliers, after the post-LeBron era, finally turning a corner? I don't know. I mean, right now we're beating the Pistons. Nice. I would hope the Cleveland Cavaliers are turning a corner. Um, the post-LeBron era. It's what the city needs right now. I think it's what the league needs. Um, it's good for business. It's exciting. Um, they just need to keep up the good work. I mean, that core group of people we've had, we're never going to have that core group of people from A to B from our 2016 championship team ever again. So the best way to try to maybe, uh, I would say try to recreate that is to move forward and build towards the future. I am happy that the Cleveland Cavaliers are whooping tail right now, but necessarily if we do have to play the Brooklyn Nets again, they might give us our comeuppance because this is that was the first time that big three has been together. They have not had time to gel or maybe even a full practice. I mean, I guarantee Chris Bosh, LeBron, and D-Wade, the first few weeks they got together probably wasn't sunshine and rainbows. It took a little bit. So I'm enjoying that victory against them while I can now and looking forward towards the future. So before we get into the pretty much the question that's going to open up the floor for everybody, but the Cavs against LeBron James and the Lakers, was that game against the Lakers Monday night the best game that the Cavs have faced against LeBron since he's been gone, pretty much? And that includes Miami. That includes the Lakers. Yeah. Was that the best game? Yeah, the, 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 our team actually showed confidence. It wasn't just, oh, great, he's here and he's going to embarrass us. But the one thing I think that really changed the game, it was in the third quarter and LeBron missed a shot. And I want to say someone on our bench said something or someone chirped off to LeBron and you don't really want to do that. It was actually somebody from the front office. 
It was someone from the Cavs front office? Yep, somebody from the Cavs front office that said something after he missed that shot to end the third quarter, and then he dropped like 20 points. Of of course, of course you you don't make you don't make you don't make the young you you don't make the veterans mad like you don't piss off Tom Brady you don't piss off LeBron James and what we learned from the last dance you definitely don't piss off Michael Jordan you don't tug on Batman's cape and you don't knock on the devil's door unless you want an answer and LeBron James answered and actually right now too as we're talking about the Cavaliers they're currently beating the pa- the Patriots the Pistons 90 to 82 after the third quarter it's looking very promising with the fact that they have young talent they have oh, this ability do. to have success but would you go as far as a Cavaliers fan or even if you were in the front office what are you holding up oh that's a water bottle <laughs> I thought you had a sign, like Woody Page. You know Woody Page, right? Yeah. Yeah, the old guy with the, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, though, if you're the Cavaliers front office fan or whatever, would you go as far as to being a buyer this year and try to trade guys like your Kevin Loves, your Andre Drummonds, and kind of get a key piece that you could end up advancing further? I, I don't know if I would say buyer. I would say a spectator for right now i want to see how things play out for the next few games i'm always going to be all in on the cavaliers no pun intended to 2016 but you know i want to get my toe wet before i get fully invested with those guys again and i mean it's a valid point and you have guys like kevin delove andre drummond Sexton. Pretty much, not even Sexton, but like Kevin Love and Andre Drummond are possibly going to the Nets now because the Nets want to talk to Kevin Love. I doubt it. But right now you have to, is Kevin Love even worth anything or whatever tr- like trade piece that you could get sure. would you just take? Because I don't think Kevin Love's worth anything. He's going to be, no, he's, he's been hurt the whole entire year besides two games. Why would you try to keep him? Because right now you're either going to be A, stuck with his contract or B, just send him off for whatever because you could get. Because there's no other face. There's no other face. He's not gonna. He's not gonna leave Cleveland. He's, there's no point. There's no other. I mean, right now, you're building. You can't do it with LeBron. You can't do it with Sexton yet. Drummond's probably gonna go eventually. But I mean, you're not. Why would? Why would you take the face away? So he's been injured, but he's. I mean, once he stays healthy, he's fine. He's a decent player. He's above average player actually. So I mean, why? What would be the point? It'd be, it'd be the same reason of getting rid of Lindor so you can get something, right? Like, that's the same, that's, the, yeah. that's what we're doing. So let's get rid of the only face we have in the Cavs right now to bring people in, and then, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to make sense, plus he wouldn't want to go. But right now, though, as you mentioned the fact that, like, Kevin Love is the face of the Cavs, and fans are essentially buying a ticket to go see Kevin Love, you're buying a ticket to see a guy sit his ass on the bench, though. But are you going to sit? But that's the thing. I don't mean he's the face that people are buying to go see him. Because they're going to be buying to go see Sexton. They're going to be buying to go see Drummond. He is just, what I mean is you have a, you have a plant. You know what I mean? You have roots in Kevin Love. Kevin Love hasn't gone anywhere. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't even entertained any ideas. Yeah. And in fact, he's probably one of the most charitable person on the Cavs right now. So the city of Cleveland are rallied behind him. What would be his reasoning behind leaving? To ring chase, he's already got one. He doesn't need to. So what would be the reason behind him leaving, giving up that fame, giving up those people who care, and that you know what I mean? Like he's he's part of the city. I don't think I don't think it's going anywhere. I believe I do believe Kevin Love is a part of the city, and he is a plant when it comes to okay. You want to go to see the Cavaliers? You want to see Kevin Love? Well, guess what? Sexton's there too. Okay, well this person's there too. 
I seriously do believe Kevin Love is a plant. He is he is a face for this city. The girls love him. Like, come on now. Like, hot girls love Kevin Love. Period. That, I mean, you're right. You're not wrong. But that's the thing is like, you got to look at what Gilbert. As long as he's the face and as long as he stays the roots, they're gonna offer him whatever it is to give him. You know, and they'll offer him whatever. Doesn't matter. He'll take it. He's not gonna leave. As long as you don't disrespect it. I don't think he's a ring chasing type. I think he I think he put roots in Cleveland. I think he himself has invested in the city. And I think after the championship when he watched what LeBron did and when they left and came back and left and came back, where where, where was he? I mean, I the mean, whole entire time he's been here, right. he he's decided super, to send a max contract yeah. after LeBron left. Yep. But I'm not even saying it's going to be Kevin Love's choice. What if the Cavaliers front office just want to part ways with a big contract that you could end up having a couple draft picks and you could build around a young team? And obviously, You've already said it before. It's too hard to build a basketball team around the draft. Yeah. So the front office would have to realize that. And you wouldn't want to give away your main... You know what I'm saying? Like You don't give, you don't give that away. You don't... I mean, unless they're in a, unless it's a fire sale and they're trying to rebuild right now, which they're not. They're trying to slowly gain. They're already, I mean, I guess they're rebuilding, but they're already built. They're just trying to add foundation now. They got the players they need. Why not take a lot? Why not? Why not try to get lucky in the draft first? Of, you know, the next year, see what happens and see if that he if he is a trading piece. But I don't think, I don't think he'll ever be a trading piece. Riggs, do you have anything hmm. else to add on to that at all? If I'm the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers front office, I would try to hold on to Kevin Love any way that I can, seriously. Like I said, like the playoff Keith, he is a seed. He is the face of the the Cleveland Cavaliers and this city. Yeah, I mean. He's not wrong. He's, I guess in retrospect, like in reality, it is the fact that he is a big piece for Cleveland. Right. But... Changing gears though, and talking about the Cavs against Boston, it was the Cavs against a former teammate again, against Tristan Thompson, and Larry Nance like ended up saying that he wants to dunk on Tristan, and Tristan ended up saying, "quote Know exactly what kind of dunk he wants to do. One hand, big hand, old school Larry Nance senior dunk. I'm going to meet him early, not taking a charge, going to put my forearm in his chest." Obviously, it's no ill will, but like this is two teammates that are competitive against one another. It's just good to see that competitive nature that, all right, after this is happening, after I end up, if this does happen, which I don't believe it did, but if that does end up happening, no hard feelings after the game. That's still somebody that used to be a teammate. Larry Nance ended up saying, hey, the Cavs should end up retiring his jersey, I think, too, on top of that. So it makes you end up looking back at the whole entire branch of like former Cavaliers players still having a good relationship with their old teammates too. Again, that Lakers game though, you had Jetty Osmond at the free throw line and LeBron James is just talking shit the whole entire time. He was like, oh, I hope you end up missing it, blah, blah, blah. And the microphone's picking up on it too. If you pay close enough attention and it's like, okay, that's kind of an advantage of no fans being around though. Cause All you right. could actually hear that. And then during shoot around during that Cavs Lakers game, You've seen LeBron hugging Shetty Osmond like he hasn't seen the man in five to six years. You know, like it's that I felt like they picked up where they left off at. You know, like it's it, they, they're not strangers to one another. You know, they're a family, they're a brotherhood, a camaraderie, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, that that's good for Shetty Osmond and LeBron James. But when it comes to I feel like LeBron James knows how to he knows when to joke on the court and he knows when to get in your ass on the court, period, point blank. Do you say anything about Michael Jordan? Jordan did the same thing. But, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. 
And could we also talk about the fact that Kyrie Irving trade that turned out to be so much more than the reality of the trade of Isaiah Thomas, uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, you had Ante Zizek, too, I think. And you also had a draft pick that turned out to be Colin Sexton. Right. Then also all these other draft picks that you're getting all together, too. I want to say the breakdown of all this is you ended up having that trade. Then you ended up trading Isaiah Thomas to the Lakers. And you got Larry Nance Jr. in return. Right. So... And then you ended up trading away Jordan Clarkson, and then Jordan Clarkson ended up coming here from the Lakers, and then you traded him away. And it's just that whole entire trade branched down from an original player that now you actually have the young Cavaliers team as is, that you have all these successful other pieces that were draft picks or traded for draft picks. Because even, I want to say, uh, John Henson was a part of that, that he was an expiring contract for Brandon Knight, and Brandon Knight was from another contract, and... You had Andre Drummond that was a part of an expiring contract, and he came in from another piece. And it's it's weird to see that whole entire – it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of, the way that Kyrie Irving's trade went. Six degrees. Did you say six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Bacon? I was getting ready to say that. Too. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay, hollow man. Thank you. But – Something needed to be said. <laughs> you even ended up getting Dante Exum that got traded for – Jared Allen and Tayshon Pr- or, uh, Tarion Prince. Right. You end up having all these guys that came around off of one sole player, too, of Kyrie Irving, which honestly the Cavs wouldn't be where they're at right now if they didn't end up trading Kyrie Irving. At the time, that trade looked terrible. It was right. way one-sided. But when you see that, okay, mm-hmm. well, we got this piece for this piece, and we're able to convert it into somebody like Andre Drummond, which Andre Drummond's going to end up converting it into draft picks and hopefully more youth, you know? Right. like It's weird to see a successful trade go down because that's something before the LeBron James era that you didn't end up really seeing. Sure. That's something after the first time he left you didn't end up seeing. True. Yeah, true. Very true. So, on that note, too, I want to mention the fact before we end up moving gears from NBA and heading to the miscellaneous segment, we'll be talking MLB, we'll be talking about the UFC, we'll be talking about Conor McGregor, we'll be talking about Jake Paul offering less money to Conor McGregor now. But I want to talk about the fact that the NBA All-Star Game MVP, this is the same week that Kobe Bryant passed away yesterday. And now the Kobe Bryant name will be on the All-Star MVP award too. Hell yeah. Obviously, what's your thoughts on this? Obviously, there's positivity here, but how much of an impact has he made within this past year too that there's still players and competitors that still want to succeed and be the best person? Um, the, the okay the, the 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 NBA Finals trophy is called the Larry O'Brien, named after a damn good player. Now the All Star trophy is going to be named after Kobe Bryant, also a damn good player. I like it. It shows respect. It shows that the person had such genuine gratitude, and their peers even respected them and the and the sport that they like. So it's I, I enjoy the hell out of it, man. To be truly honest, like that's. More legends like that. Oh, let's go to the NBA Finals MVP. That's the uh, Bill Russell Award, right? Yeah. So great greatness deserves to have his name on great things. So I'm happy. Um, rest in peace to Kobe and his daughter and everyone else that was on that that horrible accident. But NBA, keep up the good work. Like keep Kobe Bryant's name and his legacy alive. And honestly, too, before we go to break, I want to say that I saw this on Twitter too, and it kind of stood out to me. 
but it was actually a text message that Kobe Bryant sent to one of the passengers that was another coach on that plane. And he was a baseball coach, and he ended up saying, and he ended up framing this text message too before they ended up both unfortunately passing away. But he pretty much said this whole entire phrase saying, by all means, feel sorry for yourself. By all means, make excuses. By all means, feel discouraged. By all means, don't play like this game is the most important thing to you. By all means, entertain yourself with other shit because the game of baseball will be here forever. You'll have infinite opportunities to play this game. And then he goes out near the end of this text message too because I don't want to read the whole thing. If you want to, we'll end up posting it on the We Like Sports Twitter page. But he ended up saying, so by all means, play the game as if we have all the swings you could dream of. And when the day comes when you realize baseball, that life doesn't work that way, you will understand that the best way to play it is by any means necessary. By any means, no excuses, no waiting, F patience, F injuries, and F them. Play as if every at bet be your last because it very F and well could be. So let's make every single F and one count. Let's go get these Fers. That's motivation right there. Oh. That's somebody that not too many people would end up. That's that's going above and beyond for somebody that's another coach, and that's Kobe Bryant reaching out to him and being that key piece of that huddle from afar, even though it's through technology. Sure. Stephen R. Smith, did you gentlemen? Just- G- gentlemen, yeah, I, I had to, I had to, it really, it really takes into this conversation because I, I overheard the great did Kobe Bryant, this? and I have to, I have to give my thoughts on this first and foremost that. Damn it, it I didn't such see a, this, so I don't know. Go ahead, sorry. I still think it was such a damn tragedy a year ago that we lost a man and his daughter. We lost someone who could have been a potential great athlete and to follow in her father's footsteps. Where she's going to be greatly missed. Kobe Bryant, I knew Kobe Bryant the man personally. I knew Kobe Bryant was a man with no fear in the 2009 NBA Finals. You had skinny, light-skinned Matt Barnes trying to make Kobe flinch with the ball. And right there, you knew that mentality. You knew that killer instinct. And that man had it. And I just want Kobe Bryant to know. I want his friends, his colleagues, his confidants, and his Everybody that loved Kobe Bryant know that I loved you, Kobe Bryant. Your fans love you, Kobe Bryant. And you will always be solidified and remember in sports history to the day you die. And forever, wherever you at up there, Kobe, you're in the stars. Because you are a star, a shining star. I'll be back at 9 o'clock. Well, Stephen O. How come you didn't come when I asked you to come? Tell Riggs to come here real quick. No, we're going to go to a quick break. Don't go anywhere. When we get back, we'll be joined by Stephen R. Smith. Nobody's coming anywhere. Tell R- we'll be back Riggs. after this on the We Like Sports podcast. Make sure to manscape promo Riggs. code SPORTS with a Z. S-P-O-R-T-Z. Stephen R. Smith, make sure to manscape. We'll see you at 9 o'clock after this break. Talking baseball, talking UFC, talking all the sports. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board, bored in the house and I'm in the house board. Why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls, thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So, a little side note: Have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have, and that is painful. I would not ever do that again, and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped. Because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. 
Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing, manscaped boxer briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. Welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast with Keith Meyer, special guest Peyton Vince. And I'm he's got glass. Who is that? Stephen R. R. Smith. I get so whoa, 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 whoa. He almost took him off. I got confused. Oh no, brother, I had to do this so I can see you. The R means I'm gonna get radical. The R means I'm gonna get ridiculous. And the R means we're going to have a rad good time on the miscellaneous section. So Obviously, Stephen R. Smith, thank you for joining once again. Keith did have a question for you, though. So I, this is something you wanted to ask about 30 minutes ago, but Stephen R. Smith didn't want to be on camera. So what were you going to ask? I can't remember. Son of a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> really, really, I can't remember. I wanted to come on, but he wouldn't. Actually, I think it was more for Riggs. See there? He's around here somewhere. <laughs> I believe he might be on the phone trying to dial somebody for some uh, 420 or whatever he likes to do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, obviously, we want to talk about the fact that the Players Association, MLB-wise, we're talking MLB now, the Players Association has turned down the idea of a universal DH as well as extended playoffs, once again, or expanded playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just oh, calling to see if he was there. I didn't... <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm paying attention. Uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to figure this out. That's all. So, Stephen or Smith, why do you have Riggs's phone? Yeah, why do you have Riggs's phone, brothers? Well, I, I guarantee. He was on the I guess, phone, brothers. I guarantee. I assure you, and I sugarcoat nothing that I do not have his phone. The young man is around here on his phone somewhere. The young man is out here talking and flabbergasting and lit boxing and ear hustling around the neighborhood. I have my own thing. This is my thing. This is the Stephen R. thing. Holy shit. (laughs) Anyway. This is a family show, Peyton. My bad. I'm sorry. Why are you yelling at me if it's a family show? Let's Let's not do that. Because the family would rather hear the man yell than somebody talking about a place where beavers live. What, what did I say? You said the D and the A and the M, and that's the classic, and that is the best way I'm going to spell in this show. All right, well, fair enough. So I was asking before you ended up getting a phone call, or Ray's got a phone, whatever the heck happened, because apparently it's a family show and I can't swear now, but the thoughts of... The Universal DH and the expanded playoffs for MLB being pretty much vetoed by the Players Association. What are your thoughts? If they veto them, then I look at it like this. Those men are getting tired. Those men are getting worn out. They're getting stretched too thin, and they want to fasten up the game, and they want to, and they want to get more people involved. And I applaud them. I stand up. I cheer. I throw my hat into the bucket, and I say, good job out there, men. But I hope it works for you. 
Okay. So, Keith, obviously asking you the same question about the universal DH and the expanded playoffs being denied by the Players Association. What are your thoughts? I had the hiccup, Stephen R. Yeah, what is wrong? You can't, like... <laughs> I can't, like... Uh... Anyways. Brother, what you need to do right now, Peyton, you need to... Get all your breath together, close your mouth, and hold that breath. Because what you're doing, you're doing your Pittsburgh Steelers impression. You're choking on national television, brother. Oh, oh man. Why does it look like you're fit? It looks like you, looks like you just walked in on your parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, that looks horrible. Oh, okay. So what are your thoughts on this? I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Baseball. What about it? Universal DH. I like it. No, I, I like it. I think it needs, I don't know. I was, honestly, yeah, I'm fine with Universal DH. It probably needs to happen. I get why the Players Union didn't want to do it, but, I mean, it needs to happen. But, like, I'm the same way. I think the expanded playoff format, too, was even better this year. It was something that was fresh. It was new. It was... Something that made baseball more watchable because it was that best of three for everybody instead of a best of five to start off the series. It was more baseball for you. And I honestly don't think that you would see as many of the teams that you did this year in the playoffs if it wasn't an expanded playoff, obviously. But nonetheless, though, going back to baseball, talking about the Indians now, where do you see them this year after they ended up re-signing Cesar Hernandez? This is also following the trade between the Mets, and you have a gap at shortstop. You also have a second baseman in Cesar Hernandez. You have first base open now. You have outfield question marks. What are the Indians doing, especially with that trade as big as it was? What are the Indians doing, or what are the dumbass Dolans doing? The second one. The dumbass Dolans? Yes. They're trying to do everything they can to piss off every single citizen in Cleveland so that way, uh, like, they, they're like a supervillain. I don't know. They're pieces of garbage. I hate them. They're not. They're dismantling the team. They have been dismantling the team. They're not. They're just not good people. What do you think, Stephen R. Smith? Do you like the Dolans? No, I, 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 I really don't really care for the Dolans. Not too much. I seriously think that the Cleveland Indians owners are purposely trying to sabotage this team. Possibly, no pun intended, as an easy out of the city of Cleveland, Ohio. Do you get what I'm shoveling at? Do you Where get what I'm pun? scratching at? I think the Dolans secretly want to take that missing? and go. What? Where was the pun? What was the pun? Easy out. Baseball out. <laughs> Oh, the, the, the Riggs had to come by and explain that one for a minute. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> he took his glasses off. See, that's why. So, also, let's talk about the fact. <laughs> Steve R. Smith is back. <laughs> let's talk about the... You know what's sad is that if you're not watching this video for him and you're just listening as a podcast... You are just questioning everything that's going on in life. I think anybody who listens to this questions questions anything that goes on in this show ever. Probably. What the hell was? Oh, we got to get in the ring championship belt out again. But in the ring a ling ding ding. Is that what it's called now? Brother, I cause it whatever I want. I'm getting the ring with you. Do you only have one glove? The other one kind of got chewed up by a cat. Poor glove. So the Atlanta Braves ended up, there's a rumor out there now, and this happened a few days ago, but the Atlanta Braves were possibly in talks 
with the Indians about Jose Ramirez. I think it's the dumbest idea if you end up trading Jose Ramirez because right now you have him as your centerpiece and you have Shane Bieber and that's where you got to build around. You couldn't afford Lindor. You couldn't hang on to him. If you end up letting go or letting Lindor get traded and you have no effort behind it, it's going to be a hard year to watch baseball. Brother, let me let me stop you right there. If the Cleveland Indy, if the Cleveland, if the Cleveland baseball team have already lost their name for the upcoming future, if they go ahead and lose Jose Ramirez, then like I said earlier, they might as well just lose that nice thirty plus thousand dollar, thirty plus thousand seats down there in Progressive Field. They might as well just take up and leave because if Jose Ramirez ends up leaving the Cleveland Indians, I see a bunch of people knocking at the Dolan's front door and wanting some answers. Picket fences burning straw hats they're gonna get some answers the donuts need to do the best thing that they need to do and to keep that young man here he makes cleveland baseball exciting he makes cleveland baseball fun the man can barely speak a lick of english but that makes him even more dangerous out there on an 11 man field now why does that make him more dangerous He's a silent assassin. He's a killer. He can say, come away, stop. But at the same time, he could be saying, I'm going to knock it out the park, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking before the show, Stephen R. Smith, and we were talking, we were making this new intro and stuff, and there's some clips in there from our favorite sports movies. And I wanted to get your thoughts about two sports movies the Longest Yard, and also Happy Gilmore. What are your thoughts, first of all, on Happy Gilmore? I want to say the movie Happy Gilmore, it started one of my favorite actors of all times. He played Apollo in the movie Rockies. His name's Carl Weathers. He was the young man that Adam, he was the man that Adam Sandler met on the golf course. And that was one spectacular movie to come out of the 1990s. Now let's go to The Longest Yard. You got your man Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? He drinks beer. You got guys like Nelly. You got Goldberg. You got an all-star cast of grown men willing to pull it all out on the line. And rather they don't go home, they got to beat the damn warden and those guards. And shout out and kudos to professional wrestler Kevin Nash for playing a stupendous part in that movie. Big man had the heart of a little bit, but he played a fantastic role in that movie. Who covered your mouth? I covered my own mouth, brother. It's a family show. And I want to first off apologize and trigonometrize and tell everyone that I'm sorry if your boy Stephen R is a little bit too much on the We Like Sports podcast. I don't want to ruin, deflate, deflubble, or mess up anything on this show. What's a defuggle mean? What's trigonometrized? I don't know. Could you use that in a sentence? Dude, why is every vein in your head sticking out? Because I laughed. Good God. That's terrible. I don't want to triagatize the situation when it comes to Major League Baseball. Mess it up. Screw it up. Bamboozle. Hook wink. Keep it going. Okay. So I guess that's my lead in. You got to keep it going, apparently. So I don't know if you ended up seeing this fight last on this last Saturday, but it was Conor McGregor. We're talking about Jake Paul. We could get there. Okay. But Conor McGregor ends up being in the main event, gets knocked out. But first and foremost, when you ended up ordering that stream, if you did, cut out the majority of the night. You didn't end up having that service for the first pretty much two to three matches. Right. You a damn fool. 
And Dana White was so focused on other third-party streaming sites that he couldn't even keep up his own streaming network, pretty much. So, what... I mean, what did that do for UFC outside of the fact that they didn't announce any problem or any resolution until after 90 minutes after the event started? I, I honestly believe that was bad for business on their behalf. I believe that it shows you that they were shot. They shot themselves in the foot and didn't even know how to tape a damn bandage to the wound. You know what I'm saying? You put a bandaid over a gunshot wound and that is just pure pure unprofessionalism for Dana White and the UFC. Do you have anything else to add to that with the whole entire ESPN situation no, at all? The gentleman needs some aspirin. Do you need some aspirin? I need your brother, I need some aspirin. Because I am going to go in on the Conor McGregor situation. All right, so obviously you had Conor McGregor in the main event against, I'm blanking on the guy's name, it starts with a P. But um, I, I, it's, it sure wasn't Peyton Vince. That is true. It was not Peyton Vince. But hold on, let me actually. It was Dustin Poirier. So you had Dustin Poirier, who he ended up facing beforehand and won. This time around, get knocked out and pretty much sent to sleep in the second round after taking time off of the UFC. What did that do for Conor McGregor? I mean, he took time off. He does not look like the same fighter he once was. It slowed him down. It set him back. It subtracted. He didn't multiply and he didn't add no game whatsoever. That's like, if we divide let's say if the second... great Tom Brady was to take a year off football, do you think the man will be just as great as he once was? No, he had not no repetition, no practice. He went in there with his feet dragging, thinking that he can just waltz on in there and do whatever he pleases. And guess what? Now you ended up on the internet, just like that ugly old man, Mr. Bernie Sanders. Go to sleep, night, night. Honestly, when we end up talking about that subject too, what are your thoughts on the Bernie Sanders meme? I think they're they're, they're absolutely atrocious. I think that they suck. I think that they're a complete abysmal. <laughs> you don't even know if they even use that in the right context. <laughs> you don't say that and just break. Oh 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 oh! It's scaring me. Maybe it was just a dramatic pause. Could have been. The memes is days is days. It's getting out of line. It's getting completely and contributory and fruitistically out of line. Damn fruitistic. And I'm tired of it. Man, you know what? You, Stephen R. Smith, do me a favor. In your downtime, brother, I think this would be a great idea. If the Wheelix Sports fans, if we end up making a Patreon and we end up having Stephen R. Smith reading dictionary words, would you be interested in paying a dollar per each word that he explains? If you are, leave it in the Brother, comments. you can call me Dr. Seuss. I'm not a cat, but I will be wearing the hat, and I will be telling you to Stephen R. Smith from A to Z, philosophy on sports and life. Perfect. Co-hosted by Rachel Hayes. So going back to the UFC situation, after McGregor lost, you had Jake Paul, and this is what Keith Migra has been waiting for all night. You had Jake Paul, obviously a viral sensation, and that's all he's good for, honestly. It's just social media. 
but he ended up offering after offering Conor McGregor $50 million to fight him. After McGregor lost, he only offered $10,000 cash to fight him. I think Stephen R., you could go first unless if Keith wants to. It's up to you guys to debate this or discuss this. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna wet the whistle and I'm gonna let the fluid run down into my chest transmission and I'm gonna let Mr. Migra talk for a moment. Jake Paul's a douchebag, are you kidding me? McGregor would kill him, anybody would kill him, Mickey Mouse would kill him. He's 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 a piece of shit. I'm sorry, family show or not, kids need to understand that this guy is a heroin addicted moron. Like he his, his kid, his fa- everybody about this I hate him. So I don't like Jake Paul. You also had like a Twitter poll or something. I did, I did. It was, I saw it you was, looking it at was it. Jake Paul or a dead sack of rats, and the majority of people in Cleveland want a dead sack of rats. And Jake Paul is from Ohio too. Does he have to be? Does he have to be? Can we not? Can we? Can he claim Michigan? Don't if I was Ohio, I would not claim Jake Paul. Thank you. He's from we parts Anune. Oh, parts what? Yeah, ninety-two. Parts Anune. Unknown. <laughs> I don't know what Shabu that means, but I'm with you, Stephen R. Smith, on this one. Like, I want to see Jake Paul fight somebody real, like Nate Diaz. I just want to watch his head touch his ass. Like, that's like that's all I want to see. I don't like him. I think he's a jackass. I think his brother's a jackass. Have you seen any of his rap videos? No. They're horrendous. And his wiki page says he's a rapper. That's what makes me mad. It's his. It's, it's, it's bad. because you're looking on Wikipedia. It doesn't like it's just bad. His Google info page or whatever. It's bad. We allow this kind of activity. It's because of the Tic Tacs or the TikToks or whatever the hell that shit is. That's what we've allowed. We've allowed a generation of spoiled jackasses to like put this guy on a pedestal because he's a spoiled jackass. He's horrible. Ugh. I have to, I'm, I'm going to completely 100 and 1000% agree with you, Keith. I believe that he is a jackass. I believe that he is out here just simply for clout. I believe the man probably never been around a woman up until three years ago to the date. I think that he's an embarrassment to the Buckeye State. And if I was the Buckeye State, I'm not claiming him as one of my own. Conor McGregor, you need to step your game up. Conor McGregor, somebody needs to knock out Jake Paul, his brother. It don't matter. Someone needs to handle this man because all I need is for him not to come to our show and try to knock one of us out. Oh, please, God, let him come to our show. Like, let him come here. Here. Right here. Like, to here. I would love for him to be on the show. Jake Paul, like, that would be great. Is that an opening? Stephen R. Smith, do us a favor. When you have a chance, if you're up for this, tweet out Jake Paul and find out if he wants to get in the ring with you and see which way it goes. Does he want the championship belt? Does he want to debate against you? Or does he want to get in a physical ring? He can barely spell. This is horrible. Like, no offense, Stephen R. Smith, but your vocabulary is better than his. My vocabulary is completely, completely up to date. It looks like you're having a stroke sometimes when you're trying to say things. But I'm saying, like, yours is better than his. I thank you for the virtuous and fruitful conversation that we have, young man. Thank you, undubitably. And salutations to you, most definitely. And I appreciate the fact that you know I am a smart man of great, great Squidward intellect. Squidward? Did you say Squidward? Did you say Squidward? He did, but... (laughs) So the last topic of the day, I don't know if we ended up hitting on this last week, but now there's even more news that the chances of this man coming back to the NFL is slim to none now. Peyton Hillis. 
Josh Gordon. No, Peyton. No, are you serious? Did the Browns offered him like eighty million dollars to play? Josh Gordon or no, Peyton Hillis? I would rather see Peyton Hillis than Josh Gordon any day Absolutely. because my man, Big Forty, Big Country. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mess around with any recreational things to harm himself or his image. So I will applaud and roll out the red carpet for big country Peyton Hillis if he wants to get back into the league. But Josh Gordon, other than that, brother, you could just sell me a used car and you should never belong in the league ever again. The dude drinks a bottle of wild turkey on the show. Good for him. <laughs> But he's not out here acting a fool and embarrassing himself in front of the police, just like all these other athletes are. If the man's going to drink the wild turkey, he's in the comfort of his own home. He's in the comfort with you. He is not going to be out here acting a fool. He might flip a trailer over. He might pick up a cow, but he won't be out here drag racing with a skunkity skunk smell through the windows. I would rather trust a man with the wild turkey to get the job done than the man smelling like a wild skunk than get the job done. Man, all right. Virtual. Do you think that makes sense? (laughs) And it made me mad that it made sense. So, Josh Gord's a moron. I want to I want to finish the show on this too. topic because it's pretty funny. What the hell? You just said that was our last topic, and now we're moving to this. Well, topic. this is the last last I didn't topic. I talk about that topic. He ranted about Peyton Hillis for twenty minutes. Don't touch me. You could do it now. Oh uh, no, you could I, do mean, it. I just don't like Josh Gordon, but I don't want to see Peyton Hillis come back either. I don't see him get hurt. Because he would get. Hurt. You are you are very you are you are kind hearted, spiritual. Great man for you not to let your buddy want to get hurt. But let me tell you something, Mr. Chief. Now at the end of the day, he's the reason I'm where I am. I can't have. I can't lose that asset. (laughs) Understand that. But if the man has a fighting spirit and if the man has that competitive edge, buddy, if he wants to get that ball from him from the quarterback to his hands, it might take you, me, and Peyton right there to be on his back and say, "Big man, we don't need you to go." But you have to do what you got to do and be good at it. So, last topic of the day, guys. Very odd information, too, but I found this out. I found it on social media. Did you know that former Cleveland Indians pitcher Trevor Bauer made music? Yes. Bad music. Yeah, it makes great music. Bad music. It's not bad? No. If I can, if I can say, if I can pick Trevor Bauer makes music... To me, he reminds me of your modern DJ because your modern DJs, all they do is press a button, fist pump, and look at the girls with the voluptuous bodies. And to me, that's pure lazy. There's nothing behind it that's pure art form. You're doing something for nothing and you're getting popular off of it. Trevor Bauer is an entitled little brat who can't even, who who, who gets mad at those balls over, over, over the lines of the stadium. So I'm gonna trust him to make good music. So, uh, I mean, so I could... Stephen Art, will you bring up Trevor Bauer? We never even got to have you on and discuss the whole entire drone incident, but that's the last thing that we want to hear from you. What were your thoughts on Trevor Bauer and the drone incident back in, or the drone incident back in 2016? I think it's the most juvenile, undespicable, unreliable, undespicable. and a damnation that you want to play with toys right before the biggest game of the city and of that team's franchisable season. Franchisable? Now, now, for instance, that's like, let's say if my wife wanted to give birth, will I be outside playing with the rabbit dogs and the wolverines and risking my hands to get bit up when I'm supposed to catch my child? 
No, I'm going to keep myself safe. I'm going to keep myself out of trouble and danger. That was very irresponsible. And that was very stupid and juvenile of Mr. Bauer. And I can see why that's probably your favorite picture there, Mr. Payton. I believe you and him got a lot of talkings to do. Well, I guess on that note, do you have anything else to add on to Trevor Bauer's you, great music? You like Trevor Bauer. Don't play with toys. So, guys, next week, 7.30 to 9.30, We Like Sports Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Twitch as well. Make sure to end up listening to the replay of this show Thursday morning, 9 a.m., Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and iHeartRadio as well as iHeart Podcasts. Tune in next week again. Stephen R. Smith will be defending his Get in the Ring championship. Riggs will be in studio. Hopefully we have Parker Pierce as... Parker Pierce is gone. I forgot. Parker Pierce is gone. Yes, he is. Yeah. That's just a fun but I will, example. Rick will be in the studio personally also uh, next week as well. Yes. And we could see an appearance by Stephen R. Smith. Who knows? But I will definitely be there. All right. Well, I feel if you're here, Stephen R. Smith is going to be here. We are two different people, man. I just, I can't. And I feel if Austin here is here, Parker's going to be here. I just don't. I mean, there's so much things going on. Figure out who's who on, wait, what's that one game? Isn't that Guess Who? How Next week we're playing Guess Who. And that one game, Guess Who? Yeah, you know. But anyways, don't go anywhere. Next week, 7.30 to 9.30. Stay tuned. Like you can't flip the little thing down. Just shut up and let me sign off. <laughs> We'll see you next week, 730 to 930, We Like Sports Podcast, Twitter at We Like Sports PC. See you next week. Adios. Goodbye.